Coach Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. On this episode of Celeb Savant, I'll be speaking to Izzy Kershaw. She's the daughter of 80 superstar Nick Kershaw and music producer and solo artist in her own right. She describes her music as trip-hop meets lo-fi pop that sounds like it's being blasted through a dusty old speaker. She's a multi-instrumentalist and she produces all her own work. Up next on Celeb Savant, Izzy Kershaw. Izzy, tell us, where do we find you in the world? What's happening in your life and how are you doing? Hey, Brad. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, yeah, so anywhere you can find me, you can find me on like um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Izzy Kershaw UK. And for Spotify and everything, you can... Um, find me just by typing in my name, Izzy Kershaw. That's I-Z-Y-K-E-R-S-H-A-W. Recently, I've just released a song with my dad. Some of you may know him. Um, he's called Nick Kershaw. He, did, he had a few chart toppers and stuff in the 80s. Um, and yeah, that's that's where I'm at at the moment. I just thought I'd come on and, and say hi. Well, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. You mentioned that Nick Kershaw is your dad. So him being in the music industry, did that predispose you to lead into this journey, do you believe? I think just being around, because both my my mom and my dad are both musicians. Um, so I don't think it was necessarily to do with my dad being in the industry that okay. got me into this, but it was more that both of my parents are musicians and I've grown up around music in the same way that if, you know, I came from a family and my parents were doctors and their parents were doctors or whatever, then you'd probably end up being a doctor. But it's not not really like a, a, a set path that I always thought that I would I would go down. There were some points where I thought I'd go down something different. But um, yeah, I just I love music so much, so I can't, it makes sense to go down this way. Can you tell us what those other paths were? Yeah, I mean, um, one one path which was also again in music is I I did want to um, be like sort of a composer for like video games and stuff, and I actually went to the the Birmingham Conservatoire to study um, classical composition. So I was quite oh, wow. interested in like class classical music and stuff. But yes, that was, that was sort of one one path. At one point, I trained to be a hairdresser. That <laughs> um, yeah um, was that not successful. <laughs> no, I mean, I I loved cutting people's hair. It was really it was really like a creative creative outlet. Like I I love anything that has a creative outlet to it. But I really didn't like the part where I had to communicate with people and basically be people's therapist at the same uh, time. <laughs> so yeah, like like yeah, not not exactly my my vibe or my jam. As well as um just sort of um dealing with people who aren't the the kindest. I would say. Yeah, because uh, generally yeah, people don't realize when they this when they go into hairdressing that they have to be a therapist at the same time. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's the part that I I, I just went in it solely because I was like, oh, I really enjoy the idea of cutting hair, but no, you you have to be able to like really talk to people, and that's something I'm okay at if I'm I'm friendly with someone, but I'm not not too great at yeah just like talking to some some person who just jumps in the chair or whatever yeah and it's not only talking to them it's listening to their problems and trying to give them solutions to their problems yeah yeah so music was more of a sort of sensible route for me i think really okay now tell us about your creative process how do you create music what is that journey like is each song or each bit of music that you create different what is the process from nothing to that three minutes to four minutes of melody, music, instrument, 
Tell us about that journey. So for me, it my starting place is different, pretend, like depending on the project. Um, like so, with Paranoid, one of the things I really wanted to get at was because I was writing this song for, for for my dad to be on it. I wanted that kind of twinge of an '80s feel, but like not enough that it really felt like I was just going back and sitting in it. And um, so I really started with there's like a opening guitar line. And I was actually quite inspired by um, my dad's song, The Riddle, um, where he has that kind of opening guitar line. And I wanted to do something that was like a little, like a little homage to that. Um, and that's kind of where everything then spanned from there. And, you know, I, I had the chords. Um, oh, actually, no, I, start, I started with chords on that one, but I, I knew I wanted that sort, sort of guitar line because I had those chords sort of knocking around since I was 15. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. But like... It, it it really really depends on on the 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 song itself. Um, some some of my songs like if I'm starting with like a lyric or like a yeah if I'm starting with like a lyric, then like I'm usually not thinking about the melody alongside the lyric. I'm just thinking about chord and structure and where those lyrics can go, and then I can apply a melody on at the end. But yeah, the words that you write are inspired by your personal experiences what's happening in the world both oh yeah no totally like um the the words for paranoid specifically um i had quite this like quite a difficult time at university and with with mental health and almost feeling like i if you ever walk down a like a, a street in a city because it, it was in birmingham if you if you walk down a street in a, in a city it's like you're looking up all these buildings and you feel like there's just like cog in a machine yeah um which is where like just just a cog in the wind thing came from which is kind of just like a a mashing of like um two different sayings or whatever which is something i love doing but it, it's that that sort of feeling of isolation of being alone um because I, I didn't have the greatest time at university because of a, a bit of a fallout with a friend group. And that that feeling of isolation is something I wanted to kind of capture through those lyrics. And then also I wanted to have that feeling of overcoming the adversity, which kind of happens in the middle eighth. Um, so there was kind of a structure that I had in my head going forward. And I also wanted to make sure that it wasn't something that was too specific to my own experience and something that other people could really vibe and gel with. Totally. I mean, I had bad experiences in high school when I was badly bullied and all like, you know, every person can relate in some way, whether it's themselves or a family member or a friend who's been through some type of experience. We think we're alone at that time, but we're alone amongst millions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sense. No, totally. Yeah. No, that does make sense. Yeah. As well as like, I, I think a lot of people get, like especially at that time I, I had this feeling of oh i'm so alone but in reality there were loads of people i could go and talk to um it's just sometimes it can be a very interpersonal thing yeah and sometimes sort of getting yourself out of that sort of um outer locus of control into like an inner locus of control where you feel like you know you can overcome it with with a lot of the other tracks i, yes. I write i like that kind of angle of sharing with the audience that you yes. kind of have an inner locus of control so it's it's a bit like you know you're in in charge of your own destiny oh, or yes, like you can't yes, you yes. can't overcome this problem and it, it, it is something that it's it's just a moment in time <laughs> yeah 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 tell us uh this paranoid and all these other tracks is this uh, a body of work that will be an album so I'm I'm writing something that I'm calling a slow release album where basically I'm not releasing the whole 
album in like a big chunk i'm sort of just releasing single by single i think when i get to the end with the last few tracks i might release sort of three tracks on their own and then i'm probably going to do a sort of a remaster of the whole of all the tracks that i've released so that they fit cohesively as an album and then sort of re-release it as an album um but this way i can sort of keep up with constantly sharing and promoting content and stuff like that is this your first body of work or have you done release stuff before this yeah, I've, I've released quite a few okay. things before this. I've, I've got I've got a music video out with um called Time to, Time to Spend with You. It's on YouTube. You can you can look that up if you want. Um, and then there's uh I've got like Power of God anime, which I took this um. Do you know the the it's quite it was quite a popular meme of this kid sort of flailing around. It looks like almost like a broomstick, and he's he's shouting that he has the Power of God anime on his side. Yeah, it's it's just like it's it's almost like um. Yeah, I wrote that piece when I, I I took a little small like like bit of um me speaking about it was just it was just like a piece of text I found online about like atoms or something, yeah. and I took that small little bit of vocal and I distorted it so much and like mashed it up until it just didn't sound like my voice at all anymore. And then I sort of looped it and created this kind of rhythm from it, and from there that's how I kind of created the track. But yeah, there's actually a music video for this coming up quite soon, hopefully. Um, it's in the hands of my editor at the moment. Do you only write music for yourself? I know you've, yes, you've collaborated with your father. Do you only write music for yourself or do you write music for other artists? Yeah, I do actually. So I've I've written a little bit of music for an artist called Thrin. Um, I've written some a piece with them called uh, well, it it was their writing, so it was it was their lyrics and um, their sort of chord structure. But I provided all the sort of production and the the beats and the guitars and everything over, over the top of it with um, an artist called Thrin. I've also worked with an artist called Leo Hart. We've done a lot of sort of co-creation stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we you know we did a piece called Blood of the Same. He's also on um, a track of mine called Symptomatic, which will be on the album. But yeah, I I really like collaboration. I think it's one of the best parts of music because you learn so much when you're doing it, as well as you're like, you know, you're not alone as well when you're doing it. You've got someone else who who can push you forward and and make sure that everything kind of gets done on time. Because I, I I don't know if you know, but I've got ADHD, so my 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 like deadline management. Sometimes I need like a little extra person to to give me a push. And if I'm doing a collaboration, then it kind of makes it easier. Okay, so let's dive into that. ADHD. Thank you for bringing it up. In that, does that mean that you'll start something and then maybe potentially get distracted by something else and then not finish what you started? Dive deep into that by how that affects you in your day-to-day life. Well, in some ways, it's kind of a superpower. Like um, sometimes I can get started on something and I get so focused and on it like if i'm if i'm doing a track and i can just be working out that track from like 9 a.m in the morning to like 12 at night and then i go to sleep and i like stop for a few breaks just to eat and whatever um but like yeah like so i i can i can go for a really long time if i'm really interested and invested but sometimes if i get a little bit distracted i'll start a new piece and then start another piece and then like you know and it's i've had to get into the sort of I've I've come up with a lot of coping mechanisms to try and make sure that when I start a piece of music, I always finish it. Because before, I was very much the type of person where I would start a lot of projects and not finish any of them. So I think finishing your projects, regardless of how good or bad, if it's bad, it's bad, don't release it, put it to the side, but at least finish it. And that's sort of my, my methodology now. Otherwise, I just won't finish anything. 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's your perception of it being bad. It's not our perception of it being bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like it, there, there are going to be some things I don't necessarily want to release to the public. Okay, understood, understood. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just so you know, uh, this is some homework for you and for the listeners listening. Um, I don't know if you, have you heard of the Enneagram? The Enneagram? No, I haven't. So the Enneagram is uh, just some study for the listeners and for yourself. The Enneagram is nine personality types. It's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. So again, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. And one of the personality types are known, and I'm fallen to this type as well. That's why I know, is known as the type seven. Now, extension type sevens have are able to have 100 thoughts at the same time. And a lot of people who on the outside of that misconstrue that and misperceive that as ADHD because it is the same definition. And I'm not saying that you don't have ADHD, but right. maybe check into the Enneagram as well because it may give you some other tools of how to work with it. I know for myself, being an extension type seven, a lot of people thought that I had ADHD. It's extension type sevens, our minds and the way we work is exactly the same as the definition of ADHD. And a lot of people, and I'm not saying you, but a lot of people get on this hook of, oh, they are ADHD, which means, okay, cool. They can't focus. They get bored easily. They're not going to complete things. And they can't sit still and et cetera, et cetera. And they use it as a crutch so they don't, as an excuse and a crutch so they don't have to move forward in life. So I'm not saying that's you, but definitely have a look at the Enneagram because it might give you a new aha moment and new understandings of like yourself and the way your brain and your body and your energy works. Okay. That's quite interesting. Maybe I'll have a look into that. Yeah. I mean, like in, in a way, like, like boredom is I, I i'm super interested with the concept of boredom because it's like all of my best ideas have come when i have been really bored and i try to actually manufacture boredom sometimes when <laughs> i no I'm, I'm being serious okay. i try to manufacture boredom so like when i was on the way to i, I used to work at this like um uh it was just like literally like a kp job like i was washing dishes at this uh restaurant and when i drive on the way there i'd specifically not listen to music because on the drive there i'd have great ideas if i was bored because it would allow my mind to dart about and figure things out and if if i'm constantly preoccupying myself with external information or yeah. you know like music or whatever then what ends up basically happening is that i just don't get any sort of new thoughts or information popping into my head because there's so much sort of like um, external stuff going in so i try and specifically make sure that i manufacture a system of, of boredom for myself or boredom time so that i can come up with ideas well you know what that is one of the ways of staying a healthy extension type seven if you are that moving away from this uh tell us uh, any other artists that you'd like to collaborate with who's on your bucket list Oh, um, bucket list of collaborators. I'd really like to work with um, Elliot Sumner. Um, they're like, um, I don't know if you know them. They're like um, Sting's Kid. Um, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, 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 I'd really like to work with Elliot Sumner. Um, I mean, there's, there's so many. I couldn't go through all of them. So the, give um, me give me four more. So your four others. Joji. Uh, I'd like to work with An Anoni as well. Yeah. Um, Ah, oh, who else would I like to work with? I'd weirdly quite like to work with Justin Bieber. I know that seems like quite a business. <laughs> I mean, and 
No, I, who I knows if that'll ever happen? But, but I think you it's know, fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah. I I actually think like a, a a lot of people really don't find Justin Bieber like you know they they have the whole like um when he was he was younger a lot of people sort of like painted him as this I don't know I I, I don't like the way that people painted him but like I think his music has progressed in a really cool way like yeah. along the years and I I, I He's a good musician, is what I'm saying, and yeah. I think people really un- understand him. Um, I totally agree with you. When your father was releasing music, it was vinyl, cassettes, then it was CDs. Those are all making a comeback. Generally, like last year, CDs had the biggest sales that have had in 21 years. But then it's the digital platforms. Tell me what your thoughts are about the way people used to consume music and how they consume music now. I'm actually uh, weirdly a fan of how people consume it now, but there is, I mean, obviously there's problems with that. Like um, Spotify does not give enough streaming, rev- like streaming revenue at all. Yeah. Um, but like, I think it's just amazing that everyone just has music on tap at any given moment. And I think it's really good for small time artists because like anybody as a small time artist can get their music on Spotify. doesn't matter how good you are. Like, like anybody nowadays, you can go, there's loads of websites where you can go to, um, uh, and get your stuff out there and it, it's like yeah like i i think that's fantastic like that any anyone like ever can just make some tracks and put it online and people can see it all around the world as long as that person has sort of a promotional strategy or whatever but like yeah i think it's, it's fantastic for small-time artists whereas before it's you kind of had to know someone who knew someone who knew someone to get you into a place and then get your vinyl printed at, at wherever um and i think music's a lot more accessible nowadays because of the systems we have now which i think is fantastic i agree but you know for me i also love my c i love my cds i <laughs> i still have uh, i love that that aesthetic of holding this cd holding the booklet that whole experience of owning something because for me you guys put in a lot of energy, put a lot of work, put a lot of time. And that energy exchange of me paying for that, what I'm receiving is a way of saying thank you to you guys for your hard work and all the time that you've put into creating beautiful melodies, music, and what you guys have done. That's the way I see it. Yeah, no, I, I can totally like see that. In fact, I, I've been thinking about possibly printing some vinyls at some point um i want to do like probably like a, a sort of limited print run um sort of vinyl thing where maybe I, I sign a few copies and send them out but um yeah i think it's it's one of those things where not many people are buying sort of hard copies of things now so it would be some something i would do just for sort of like dedicated fans yeah. rather than necessarily a wide audience at the moment i think i'm going to be putting you on the spot again <laughs> all right <laughs> Now, it doesn't have to be an in inverted commas favorite. Your top five songs by other artists. Ooh, um, oh, that's difficult. Gimme Love by Joji. Yes. Um, probably Digital Love by um, Daft Punk. Um, oh, this is this is really difficult. Like, <laughs> I know it is because <laughs> but I, got... I, 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 it changes every week. That's know, the thing. Well, like, it, it, changes it changes every, every hour. Week. But in yeah, this yeah, yeah. hour, you've got three more. <laughs> three more. All yes. right. Um, <laughs> oh, um, I think every possible like avenue of song has disappeared from 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 my head at the moment. Um, uh, Miyavi, maybe something something by Miyavi. Selfish love. Um, okay. Two more. Uh, 
It's probably got to be another Joji song, honestly. Um, okay. Probably, probably TikTok by Joji. I'm listening to that a lot right now. Um, uh, there's uh, what's that Lil Nas X song? Um, Wait, sorry, which I'm, song? I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening to Montero a lot by Lil Nas X, but that wasn't the one I had in my head. But I'll, I'll just say oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. The podcast is listened to throughout the world. As a final message to our listening audience, what would you like to say? Um, I'd like to say for anybody who's listening, who you know. Uh, is already fans of mine or whatever thank you so much for your support it's been an amazing ride so far and thank you for anyone else who decides to look me up on my socials and follow along um it's lovely seeing all your faces and i like you know i read all the i'll go through and i read all the comments and i i heart the ones that i've looked at and stuff so just to know that i've I've gone and, and, and looked at what you've said but like yeah like I'm I'm very interactive. I'm friendly. You can talk to me. You can even message me on Instagram, and I'll probably DM you back. Like it's I, I'm I'm here to to chat with people, and that's you know just just let me people know that I'm not sort of this distant human being or whatever. Yeah, you're not on a platform far away that no one can reach. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So as Izzy said, uh, reach out, message, interact. You'll get responses back. This is Celeb Scientist Barrett Edelstein. Signing out.